welcome to the Property Doctor podcast with your host, Dr. Andrew Threadgold. If you're looking for a podcast with inspiring stories, industry insights, and discussions about entrepreneurship, you've come to the right place. Remember, if you want to follow what Andrew is doing, you can find him at Cornerplot Properties on Instagram. For now, let's get on with the show. Welcome to this week's episode of the Property Doctor podcast with me, your host, Dr. Andrew Threadgold. This week, we continue our interview with Terry Blackburn. You might remember last week, Terry was telling us about his daily rituals and how he manages the 11 companies that he's involved with. This week, it's more of the same. So, without further ado, let's carry on with the show. Did you always have fitness as a, as a non-negotiable or have you found that as you've kind of matured? Definitely not. Honestly, at school, I was really skinny and I was like, I used to make up excuses not to do PE. Like, that's, <laughs> yeah. that was me because I was too busy smoking, getting, <laughs> up to, getting up to no good at school. Like, the, I, I was a nightmare. And it was only probably 16 ish when I started going to the gym and stuff. Um, and I haven't really stopped. Um, I can't ever remember a week, a week where I haven't trained, sort of three, three times minimum. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I, I just, I just love it. Um, well, I love the feeling. I love feeling healthy. I don't particularly love. No, it's when, it's exercise. when you've done a workout that you feel better for yeah. it, isn't it? Yeah. You, you don't sit there cranking reps out and think, oh yes. <laughs> yeah, no, definitely not. And doing like legs and stuff, I absolutely hate. It's yeah. Yeah. I love afterwards when you sat there after your shower, you think, oh, aye, that's all right. Yeah, I, I love seeing progress as well, and that this is a good point. I truly believe that progress equals happiness. And when you're progressing and you realize you're progressing and you you see it or you feel it or someone else tells you about it, like that, that for me is one of the best feelings Mm -hmm. you can get. And the good thing about that is you're in control of that. So the, the more you do of a certain thing, the more you progress, therefore you're getting happier in a way, or you're getting that feeling of happiness because you see you look in the mirror and you see you're looking better or someone comments that you're looking better and like oh you see your bank balance growing or you know your tax bill is growing a lot of the time when you're in business Um, (laughs) you've got to get nice and tax efficient but but you see the business growing whether that's um more sales more income more recruitment more recognition more rewards or whatever it may be yeah i believe that's what i chase because it's not really about the money anymore although i'm still money driven it's more about the progress for me. Yeah. And I think in order to progress, you need to know where you're going. And, you know, I'm a big believer in goal setting. And I think goal setting is something that needs practice. I don't Mm. think you get, I don't think you get the art of goal setting right. And I don't think I've got it right. Um, But I think as I'm getting further down the line, I'm refining how I do it. And it's it's individual Mm. as well. You know, some people respond differently to to different types of goals. But are you a goal setter? And do you kind of how do you set your goals and how do you break them up? Hundred percent, I'm a goal setter, and that's something that I learned from Brian Tracy when I was 19. And like before that, I was like the only goal I'd ever set was a New Year's resolution yeah. that, you never, that you never continue with <laughs> for like after the end of January. Um, but yeah, I learned about goals back then and I still do some of the stuff that he talks about now. Um, I've got affirmation cards stuck up. I write down my goals most mornings. 
Affirmation. Do you, are you an aff- do you do you practice affirmation? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I must admit, I do them less than I used to. There was a stage where I was literally, as I was getting ready, they were stuck up and where in like my room that I used to get ready in one of my old houses, and I used to shout them dead loud in the morning. I, I went to that extent of doing right. that. I must admit, probably for the past two years, I don't really shout them anymore. Yeah. Um, but I've got affirmation cards. Um, I've got goals on my phone, on my laptop. I've got them on a the board there. I've got a vision board. I do all of that. Um, I'm not as big into that as I used to be because I think you go through stages in your life of, of maybe um, thinking differently and you mm. evolve and, and, and develop. But I've always had goals. I'll never stop having goals. And I set them personally, professionally. I have a goal in every single business that I'm involved in. I have fitness goals, holiday goals. Mm. Um, relationship goals, personal goals, income goals. I'm really, really big on goals. Um, and I don't ever want to stop that habit mm. because whether it's against, I know talking about sales quite a lot, yeah, but whether it's oh, the yeah. sales person in is still, like in sales, you need a target. You need, that's how many sales you've got to do a day or a week or a month. And that's typically, that's just how my mind works. So if I haven't got a line in the sand or, a measuring stick or, or something there I, I lose a bit of get up and go for that particular mm. business or, or part of my life i need something to work towards me that's just how i work how my yeah. mind is yeah and generally before i've even got to the goal i've set the next one and it's like if it's if it was it was 10 properties at the start when I, before i i think i was up to eight or nine and it was already they went they went to 20 and then before i was at 20 when i was at 18 and 80 it was like 50 so yeah. then it just keeps but it keeps you focused, keeps yeah. you on track, keeps you motivated. Um, but honestly, goals, why people don't set goals is beyond me. It's a funny thing, goals, because I've noticed that if you write something down and put it out there, it's almost like even if you don't necessarily concentrate on it, you've got more chance of that thing happening. It's like that's a weird thing, that. Um, mm. 100%. I mean, Brian Trees, he said you're in the, you're in the top three percent of achievers. I don't know how accurate that stat is, but just by writing the goals down, having them written goals, not on your phone, I mean, written on a bit of paper, you're into the top three percent of achievers just by doing that. Mm. Um, it's probably not far off being being accurate. That I, I wouldn't say because those people don't write them down. They've yeah. got them up here, but then they forget. I think there's something about when you write it, physically write it with a pen, because you're forcing your brain to think about the letters that you write in, and you, you're forcing it into your brain, aren't you? Yeah. Um, and you're, uh, you're yeah, forming a contract between yourself and yourself that, you know, you subconsciously then work towards. I think it's uh, goal setting is really powerful, and um, I think it probably has changed the direction of my life. And, and just as you, yeah. as I say, by writing things down, sometimes things just happen that the deal you know, it's it's very strange but you've yeah. um i mean we're talking about sales quite heavily um and obviously you're from a, a sales background yeah. when you're thinking about sales are there specific techniques or specific are there a few pointers that you think everybody should know in order mm. to be able to sell themselves better or to interact better yeah definitely there's some staples that apply to being a property investor, being a businessman, being a good partner, being a good dad, everything, because you've got to sell it. You, you can sell products and services depending mm-hmm. on the business that you're in, but you can also sell yourself 
to an investor, for example, or mm -hmm. you're selling an idea, a concept, a JV, or to a degree, you've got to, let's say if you want to go to this restaurant and your missus wants to go to this restaurant, somebody's winning there. So, so, so if you end up going to the restaurant that you want, you're selling to her why you should go to this restaurant. It's nice food. It's good reviews, whatever. If you go to her one, then she's done the same to you. Yeah. There's a different dynamic of obviously relationships there. Some people just let the wife win, but that <laughs> might come into play. But you, you get you get the point. So so everybody is selling all of the time. So it is definitely a skill that you should learn and get better at because it will it will impact pretty much all parts of your life. So the staples to it are if it's in person, over the phone sales and in person is different. Yeah. But when you're in person trying to persuade someone to do something or sell a concept, a product, a service, or whatever. Um, body language is huge. Eye contact is huge. Smiling is huge. Mm -hmm. Eighty percent of the way that you look is you is you is, you, is your clothes. Um, so you need to be dressed appropriately. You don't need to be in a three piece suit, obviously, all the time. But if you're looking scruffy, like if you're trying to sell a product or a service, you're fighting and losing battle straight away. Yeah. Eye, eye contact if you ever met someone and they're a bit shifty and they're looking down or they're looking to the side they won't look at you properly your subconscious is saying that that person's not trustworthy yeah just just by the eye contact your tone of voice and your tonality is more important than what you actually say so i could be speaking to you like this and all being all monotone and you're not going to engage with me Mm -hmm. And the listeners would have probably turned off by now yeah. if I was all monotone because they'd be you bore people, don't you? Yeah. So your tone of voice and your tonality is huge, and emphasizing on certain words up and down with your tone is massive. Um, and there's a just to summarize those points is a phrase that I use quite a bit is like, listen, trust, buy. Okay. So in order as someone, in order for someone to buy something, um, you've got to make them like you first. So you make people like you by smiling, body language, eye contact, jokes, how you communicate, how you introduce yourself and all of that. Like They've got to like you first. And if they like you, they'll start to listen to you. So when they start to listen to you, that's when you do your selling effectively of whatever you're pitching or talking about. Mm. So you've got to say the right thing there in the right way. And then if you've said the right thing, they'll start to trust you. And then and only then will they buy or invest or do whatever you're trying to get them to do. So yeah. like them, they've got to like you first, then they'll start to listen to you. And then once they like you and they've started to listen to you, they'll start to trust you and then they'll buy. So that's that's a staple across any sales environment. Um, mm. Like, listen, trust, buy. Yeah, I like that. And obviously within each of those little staples, is there's a whole suite of things that you need to, to work on. I mean, everybody has a range of those naturally, I imagine. Um, Mm -hmm. Or maybe some people don't have some, but they're stronger than others. But unless they're all kind of synchronized somehow, then uh, and that's, that's that again. That 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 speaks to personal development. Some people are naturally very gifted at some things, but they're very deficient in others. And that's where mentoring comes in, isn't it? Where you can try and pull the best bits and make everything operate a lot better, more smoothly. Yeah. Do you do things like mentoring and and uh, yeah training and things like that? If anybody's liking what they're hearing. Yeah, 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 definitely. So, so I got asked for a couple. I mean, I only started my social media in 2020, and I used to get pitched quite. Or people used to ask me quite a bit, "Would you mentor us and this and that?" And I used to say no for quite a bit, and I only started mentoring people the start of this year properly. 
um that's really took off uh we've got some sales courses come alive sales training come alive as well but i've kind of coached people in my businesses for years yeah. you know coaching them on because when you're the director and you're managing people you're kind of coaching them anyway you like you've probably experienced this being a doctor as well you you're mixed between a counselor and a friend and yeah yeah an advice line you, you kind of do it all don't you and, and that's yeah. kind of similar to coaching and Coaching and mentoring is slightly different. There's giving them the advice, but then there's telling them how to yeah. implement the advice to get the desired result. Um, and I think I've I've done that pretty much. I was running teams since I was 20. So yeah. I've got quite a bit of experience in that. So I'm enjoying the mentoring. A lot of the guys are getting results from it already. Um, so yeah, yeah, I'm enjoying it. Yeah, fantastic. And then, so just to come back full circle again, you you spoke about your business that you grew. Um, what kind of size did it get to before you exited? So, so bespoke, we turned over a few million, and it was there was like I said, there was quite a lot of sales staff. We had different branches set up all over the place. Um, people had their own companies within the company. It was a real quirky structure because all of the self all of the staff, the sales staff, were self employed. Mm. They were kind of running their own business within our business. It's like mini franchises all using the same brand. Yeah. It was a quirky setup, but but you know, it was it was a big organization. It was the we had ops managers, sales directors, sales trainers, office managers, loads of admin, um team leaders, chasers, team managers, sales managers. We had loads, it was a big structure. Mm. Um and yeah, 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 it was the biggest life insurance brokers in the UK up until last year. I think it still it still is actually. Yeah, brilliant. Well, I, I, I don't want to know numbers, but I, I'm very interested in the deal when you exited because yeah. at the minute I'm currently buying businesses myself in various different sectors. Um, so I presume that something that's that kind of size, you, you sold it on a multiple of its EBIT. Um, with an upfront payment and some deferred consideration, is that was that the structure? No, I mean that that's the norm. That that's mm. the norm, isn't it? But it wasn't. Um, I've signed an NDA, so I can't. I, can't, no, I don't I want to know the numbers. I've just yeah, no, no. But it was it was a creative sale, so I still actually own the, the limited company. Um, it doesn't matter if you, if you can't was, tell me. Yeah, it was a creative deal. It wasn't the norm, but I did, you know, seven figures off it. It was, it was a good, it was a good deal. Yeah, yeah, fair it enough. Was right, it was right for me at the time because it was the right stage in my life to to move on. I always knew that, well, I didn't always know, but certainly probably five or six, for the past five six years, I thought that I was going to go on to something bigger and something different. Whereas at the start, when I was nineteen twenty, I thought it was all I would do for the rest of my life. Mm. Um, but yeah, so it was a it was a good deal, um, and the business is still running really successfully, from what I understand. Um, and are, so yeah. are you looking at buying businesses yourself, or are you more concentrated um, on the stuff that, that you're doing? Someone said this asked us this question the other the other day. Certainly not at the moment, um, because I've got enough on my plate with the stuff I've already got. Yeah, yeah. But but I probably think I've done a lot of soul searching in the past year, and I've changed a lot in terms of I want different things in life now. I want an easier life and I want lean businesses with less staff, high margin, high profit, low overhead businesses is what I'm trying to be, get involved in. So I've got to condense what I've currently got and focus on a few different things. Mm. So I'll probably condense the businesses that I've got over the next few years. And then I do quite like the idea of buying something 
that where I can add value quite quickly and sell on quite quickly. Um, you know, someone said to us the other day as well, like businesses don't last forever. Mm. And I think that's a good phrase. And some people think that they do. Some people think if they set up a business, it's, it's forever. It, it's it's not. Mm. Um, businesses do have a shelf life and things do change. And there's nothing wrong with selling businesses. And, and that's why you shouldn't put all your eggs in one basket because if you did and something happens to it, then you're kind of screwed. So I, I'll always diversify. I'll always do different things. I probably will buy businesses at some point, add value and sell them on. Mm-hmm. Certainly for the next few years, I've, I've got enough on my plate. Yeah. Uh, it sounds like it. Got. Yeah. I mean, I, I have two trying to get our property businesses, you know, expanding at a decent rate of knots. But at the same time, just like you, you know, have a lot of stuff going on and one of one of them is is buying businesses and the the idea is that similar to yourself i won't be running them i will be the strategic and cultural and yeah. all the rest of it director and manage yeah. the, the leadership team build a group um multiple streams of income business property whatever Definitely. you know what i mean all the all the usual stuff um but i just found it because you've exited i just found it interesting to see how it was from your perspective but I love a creative deal as well. And I think mm. 80% of businesses, well, I know that 80% of businesses never sell. Most founders mm. never sell their business because they don't have mm. a succession plan or they don't think anybody can run it the same as them. So they, they don't sell and they just get folded at the end. Mm. Whereas what I'm trying to do is find those people that have businesses and rather than fold them, I'll give you a few quid for it and take it over. Do you know what I mean? So yeah, definitely it's, I mean, it's, a great a great one on that is in in I heard this phrase good few years back and that sparked my interest in selling businesses and someone said to us if you could have six months off work of if you had six months off work would your business still run the same as it runs now and I said absolutely not and this was back you know a good few years back talking about bespoke um and I was like, well, no way, probably two weeks and it would be chaos. And the guy said to us, like, well, you don't have a business then. And I was mm. like, shit, like, like he's right. You've just got a well-paid job. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And it, it's 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 a high-paid, high-stress job. And you're working for a, a lunatic, which is yourself. Yeah. Right? So, <laughs> yeah. so, so then it was like, right, so, so how do I solve this? So then I went on my self-development stuff, as I always do, learning, watching videos on YouTube, reading up about it systems and processes are the answer and leveraging yourself out just like you leverage the bank's money when you're buying a property um you lev- you need to leverage yourself out but you need to remove the ego which is a lot of what a lot of people don't yeah. do because they think well it's my business i run everything i tell everyone what to do i dip it in and out of everything everything comes through me mm-hmm. and that's probably the worst thing you can do certainly if you're looking to sell off your business um so so systems and processes became a massive focus of mine at the time. So how-to guides, manuals, um, using technology. So I implemented that into all the businesses, then built all the managed the we done like an organization chart. Mm-hmm. So you as the MD at the top, but then who's underneath you, who you report to, then who do they who reports to them, and then further down in and it's not sellable if it's you. Yeah. If it's just you and everything <clears throat> comes through, it's not sellable because nobody buying it would think. Because if they buy, they remove you. Yeah. So then if it's not going to run and grow, that's another thing. Getting it running without you is one thing. Getting it running and growing without you is, is another thing. Um, and that's where and, sales and that, comes in. Well, yeah, exactly. You've got to increase the top line. 
if sales doesn't happen in in any business, then it's not working. Mm. And yes, you can automate sales, you can have online sales and all of these type things, but you've still got to sell it in some way, whether that's through affiliate marketing, PPC, SEO, social media, whether it's just your website, but you've got to get people to your website. It's all sales in different degrees. It doesn't always have to be you pitching someone. You still got to sell them on an idea or a concept or get them to your site in the first place. Mm. Um, but yeah, it's, it's like if you can get good at it, at putting systems and processes in place, then you're going to win in business. Yeah. You're definitely going to win in business. Yeah. Um, and automating things is is massive as well. Yeah, I think we. I think we're probably going to have to have a, another episode because I, I, we could I, we could go on for another hour about you know yeah. hiring at the right time. You know, hiring probably before you're ready, spending money on the right people to, you know, getting rid of the ego. All that stuff is a whole nother episode. Yeah. And I think we're just getting started. But yeah. uh, I think I've taken enough of your time up, mate. So if people want to find you, where where can they where can they get the legend that is Terry? <laughs> Thank you. Appreciate it. <laughs> but yeah, I'm up for an episode two, by the way. Um, we we'll do something specific on, on some of your listeners. Yeah, want, definitely. Want, yeah. Want to hear about um yeah instagram's terry underscore blackburn underscore property there's loads of these scammers about so it's the only one with the blue tick um <laughs> loads of these i do oh, not for the blue tick, have you? oh yeah just because like i i don't sell honestly there's the amount of messages i get people saying terry there's this account and i'm like it's zap no exaggeration there's been points where it's been five to ten messages a day where this other person, whoever it is, is sending people messages about crypto and about oh and god. So the, I, I'm I'm in favour of the blue tick because people know there's only one account. Yeah. So Terry underscore Blackburn underscore property, uh, Instagram, uh, LinkedIn, Facebook. It's all the same. Terry Blackburn property. Um, yeah, and you've got a YouTube channel, channel as well. Yeah, yes, I put all the rags to riches stuff on there, and I'm starting to do a lot of more solo stuff. So share my my knowledge and my sort of thoughts on sales business and properties on on youtube as well fantastic i recommend everybody goes and has a little stalk through terry's uh social media and and, and be be and, and the power of peas are both on amazon as well oh we didn't even get onto your books either yes i, I bit yes we need an episode too definitely yeah yeah man let's do it brilliant Thank you very much for your time, mate. That's been absolutely awesome. I've loved it. Thanks very much. No, thank you. Thanks for having us on. Appreciate it.